Hello and welcome to episode four of Be a Good Little Girl. I am Leslie Gautier and this month our guest is Laura Hankin. I think the best way to introduce Laura is to retell a children's story that she mentioned um, when I spoke to her, uh, but it didn't it didn't make it into the interview, but I loved the story so much that I wanted to include it. So the story is called The Paper Bag Princess. It's a popular children's book. And um, in the story, the princess um, is engaged to this very handsome, you know, perfect prince. Um, but this dragon comes and he kidnaps her fiance and he burns her castle down and he, he burns all of her clothes. Uh, and that's why she has to wear a paper bag. Um, so she puts on her paper bag and she... Uh, she defeats the dragon and she rescues her fiance. Uh, she's gone through all of these, you know, all of these challenges to get him. And then when she finally gets to him, he rejects her and, uh, and says that she should come back when she, you know, looks like a princess and has princess clothes on. Um, and her response is to leave and to, you know, dance into the sunset and sort of forge a totally new path. Uh, that maybe doesn't look like the one that she thought she was on. Um, and I, I just think that that is such a great story. It sounded really familiar to me. I think that maybe I read it as a little girl as well. I hope I read it, actually. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that that is sort of Laura's spirit. She's a Renaissance woman after my own heart. Um, she's an actress and a writer, a singer, an improviser. Um, you might recognize her name. Her novel was published last summer. It's called The Summertime Girls. She's also been published on the Huffington Post and HelloGiggles.com. Um, she did a really funny, uh, video, a, a parody of Santa Baby about these two millennials who are asking Santa for money to help them freeze their eggs. Um, so I was, you know so happy for her to come on the show. She's this person who's sort of in my immediate world. Um, and yet she inspires me in a, in a really big way. Um, so on that note, uh, thank you so much for listening. We are really trying to expand our audience. So, uh, please share, um, and please contact us via our website. We have a contact form and at beagoodlittlegirl.com. Um, if you would like to be on the show, if you know of someone who you think should be on the show, we want to hear from you. Um, and it is not limited to women and it is not limited to, to any specific, um, any, any specific kind of artist or, or professional. We're really looking for people who are, uh, who are forming their own paths and really, um, really creating a, a life that, that doesn't necessarily look like a lot of other people's lives. So uh, don't be shy. We definitely want to hear from you. Um, so I hope that this episode uh, brings you, you know, all of the things that spring promises, you know, all the new hopes and, and new ideas, new projects, new loves. I hope, uh, I hope our conversation sort of uh, engages all of those uh, springy feelings in you. So, uh, thank you for coming. Yeah, and being on this 
Thank you for inviting me. Podcast. Um, so we met a few years ago. Yeah, there was this chorus of like 30 to 40 of us, yeah. right? Um, and we, oh, well, it was like a Karen O show. Karen mm-hmm. O from the AAS was, was yeah. like her rock it was, opera. It was her rock opera, yeah. Yeah, and then we just stood there and sang along, and then in the end, we vomited blood and died on stage. <laughs> and we were, the whole time we were wearing these like uniform platinum blonde wigs and yeah. like white. These like white. Graduation robes or something? Sort of, but they were very short. Yeah, like sexy graduation yeah. robes. Yeah. <laughs> What's weird is like, okay, I think I was at the perfect age and time for that in uh-huh. my life. <laughs> Because I think if I had been older, maybe I wouldn't have liked it so much. Well, and I remember once performances started, like, all these famous people came. Because it was oh, yeah. Karen L, right? So, like, yeah. wasn't Kanye West there at one point, Oh, maybe? yeah. And, um, oh, God, some, like, heart... Orlando Bloom yeah. was there. <laughs> Do you remember at, like, the cast party, um, Macaulay Yeah, Culkin the Culkins came. were there. The Culkins yeah. came, and they just, like, sat there, sat there and, and like, watched. Which is totally strange. creepy now. At the time, I was like, it's a McCulkin, haha. <laughs> you know, it didn't, it just didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is something about being 22, 23 and being like, this is my first show, or like one of yeah. my first shows out of college. My whole life's ahead of me. It's only going to yeah. get better from here. <laughs> uh, also, the music was really good, and I never recorded it, and we're not allowed to like share it at all, but I, I really loved the music in that. It was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, the show was probably like, three or four years ago and still mm-hmm. sometimes I'll just be walking around and I'll be like, man, I wish there was a recording of that that I yeah. could listen to right now. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. I'll like randomly get things stuck in my head and yeah. I'm like, wow, that must be, that is just like some amazing music that I'm yeah. still singing it. So if Karen O is listening to Karen this, o, Karen, please, please record it. Please record it. <laughs> we'll sing on it if you need I'll someone. I'll sing on it. Yeah. I would do it for free. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, we yeah. did the show for free. Oh, right? yeah. We totally did it. Hey, did we get any kind of... No, we got we snacks. We got free food. <laughs> this is going to make up for all the money that I'm losing on babysitting jobs yes. right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was good. Good times. I feel a sort of kinship with a lot of the girls that were in that. Yeah. So, um, and I feel like you've gone on to do, to do really cool things, I think. Thank you. Um, and I, you're sort of just one of those people that I like run into a lot. Mm-hmm. And one that I'll like go see a Noah Baumbach movie and I'll be like, <laughs> oh, that's my friend Laura. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I ran into her on the subway this morning. <laughs> She's everywhere. Um, I had this moment the other day where I was feeling really frustrated. I had like um, an idea for a painting that I wanted to do, and I had like an idea for like a photography, um, like these portraits that I wanted to do. And I was like, "You can't do any of that. You don't have money. You don't have the materials." You don't have the time. You have no business doing that. You're only trained in like acting and directing, so why would you try to do anything else? It was this like incredibly negative voice in my head. Mm-hmm. And then to combat it, it was like, well, there are so many things to love in this life and there are so many things to do. Why would you deny yourself any of that joy? Yeah. Um, and there are people that I think of. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, but no, but because 
Laura, know you act and you write and you have your own projects that you're working on that I think, you know, are really, I don't know, are worth you like exploring and it's cool that we know each other and we're friends and and also you're an artist that's that I you know think of when I'm feeling down thank yeah. you yeah well I mean part of the reason that I started writing I'd always written little short stories as like a kid I went home and found stuff it was mm-hmm. like so and so lived in ghost town and you know like <laughs> none of them really made any sense but um but I never really like thought that I was going to be a writer. I thought I was mm. going to be an actor and I kind of thought it was like mutually exclusive and you had to mm. do one thing or the other. And then I was really frustrated with auditioning and, and so I was like, well, why don't I just try to write a book, mm. <laughs> you know? And like, I wasn't trained in it and mm. yeah, there wasn't, it's not like I had a ton of time. Although I guess I kind of did because I was working these day jobs that like didn't really require any mental energy. It was like, mm. okay, I'm babysitting a kid who likes to go play soccer with his friends while I sit on a park bench for two hours and watch him. So that's a pretty good time for that's, me to think about yeah, this kind of stuff. That's like really valuable thinking time for sure. And you have a web series coming out. I do, yeah. yeah. You finished your Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. You raised more than what you yeah, were reaching for. Yeah, hundred extra bucks. So, nothing wrong with that. No, That's take really it. really cool. Um, are you writing that as well? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm doing it with my friend Jane, who I actually met when I was doing this play, The Importance of Being Earnest, in <laughs> Leslie's hometown. Yeah, this is like another way our, our paths have crossed in like completely coincidental ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my, so my mom's favorite play, she went to go see it. She was like, there's this girl, Laura Hankin, in it, and she was so good. And I was like, I know Laura. <laughs> um, anyways, Jane and I were, we had a lot of time to spend together because we were oh, yeah. in West Hartford. Not a lot like to do in West, West Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. And the cast of The Importance of Being Earnest isn't huge, you know, mm-hmm. so... Um, but we were, we were kind of like looking ahead to going back to this city and being like, oh man gonna have to start auditioning again kind of what you and I were talking about earlier like there's Mm. so many roles out there for women that are just like not that interesting and like sex objects (laughs) stuff like that and Jane and I were both like we don't really feel like we're the sex object type necessarily yeah (laughs) like whenever I see something that's like busty bombshell (laughs) whenever I'm like oh pass pass (laughs) never gonna they should have like tinder for Female roles. Oh my god. That would be so amazing. That would be no. really cool. No. 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 <laughs> App developers need to get on yeah. that. App developers. <laughs> if um, you're listening, I know we have a huge following. In the app developer <laughs> community. Yeah. Really. It's one of our main demographics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our two main demographics, or your two main demographics for this podcast are app developers and Karano. Um <laughs> Anyways, so Jane and I were like, oh, why don't we write our own thing and we'll make the main characters Jane and Laura, and mm-hmm. but like weird, weird versions oh, of yeah. ourselves. I w- well, I was watching your your video mm. on, on Indiegogo mm-hmm. and I was like, these are really funny versions of <laughs> these two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, my character is like the sort of homeschooled all her life. Disney princess type, um, and Jane. I didn't know she was homeschooled. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> she moves to New York, and like her whole knowledge of everything is just from 
um, like watching Friends and oh, Disney movies and stuff like that. So sweet. <laughs> yeah, and then Jane's character is like wilderness camp Daria type who <laughs> just doesn't really want to interact with other people if she mm-hmm. doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, Emergency contacts. Emergency contacts is for everyone. If you're a dreamer, who want to be the chief elevator operator of the Empire State Building. If you've ever been broken, I broke my rib from hugging too hard. If you've ever made a mistake. Well, you can go to our Facebook page, which is just Emergency Contacts Web Series, or our Twitter is EC Web Series, mm-hmm. I believe. I should probably have those fully memorized, shouldn't <laughs> I? Um, and we'll be posting links to it. It's probably going to go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to make a website, too. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. Awesome. It'll be on there. But, that yeah. is great. Yeah. I can't wait to, to watch it. Thanks. Yeah. I hope people like it. <laughs> I'm sure they will. I mean... It sounds like, you know, really nice and fun. And Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's when it, I think what we decided ultimately we wanted to do was like take the situations that people get into in web series and mm. TV shows, like 20 somethings living in the city, but then kind of blow them up or like explode them or mm. do little, not parodies of them necessarily, but okay. weird twists on them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, how is it? to to shoot it it seemed did you shoot it very quickly or <laughs> shot it very quickly or you did the indiegogo after you shot everything so we actually still haven't filmed everything mm-hmm. we have eight episodes okay. and we've filmed seven of them when we're filming the eighth like next week i think okay um but we realized we i think we filmed our first one back in July or August Mm -hmm. and we filmed a couple really quickly and Mm -hmm. then it's just it's hard because you have to coordinate so many people's schedules you know yeah it's the worst yeah I'm really bad at that I hate it it always makes me think of that I think it was like the shouts and murmurs in the New Yorker right Mm -hmm. like the two people trying to meet up for a drink or something (laughs) just like all the complications Mm -hmm. yeah you just like dive into the episodes kind of just dove in Mm -hmm. we at various points, we would sit down and be like, okay, so what do we see as the general arc of the season and everything? Yeah. And But it wasn't like when we did our first episode, we knew where they were going to end up eight mm. episodes later, mm-hmm. necessarily. Because we like discovered things as we went along, definitely. Mm-hmm. But it's a more complicated thing than just like two young women <laughs> hanging out, getting into various yeah. misadventures, <laughs> you know. So I've been watching... Like, I watch girls still, mm-hmm. I think because I'm, I know where it's, like, I've been following it for so long yeah. that I'm interested in their, like, creative choices and things, and I'm missing so much heart in that show. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's so much capacity, like, for beauty and love. and That's so. why I stopped watching girls, because yeah. I think I was like, but I, I want to feel like occasionally at least that they really do love each other or like yeah want to do good things for each other not out of their own selfish interest but I think both of us have like a lot of heart yeah (laughs) when I read your your novel summertime girls it does my heart is just like so (laughs) full and there is actually like I've been rereading and I told you Mm. and I (laughs) the um character um Allie's going through the breakup with Tom. I like really this time like so much empathy for. Her. 
<laughs> Good. I'm glad. Yeah. And then, I mean, going back to like Stop the Virgins, the, the girls in your book are like 22, 23, mm-hmm. like just out of college. And I actually, like this time going through being my wise 27 years of age, really appreciated that because I feel like that period of time is really special. And it is, you know, there are things that happen when you first get out of school that kind of shake your whole innocence yeah. <laughs> or like whatever is left of it after college. Like my my personal road out after college was like this huge like reality wake up call. Not even wake up call. It was just like a whole other, it exposed a whole other world to me that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you graduated, you're going to go do this thing and like you actually know you're going to like face your immortality. And so I'm not, I'm not sure what happened to Beth in Haiti in your book, but I'm like very interested in knowing because these are like the things that happen in that time period is like really life-changing, personality-changing things. Yeah, and I think, you know, you can definitely have all these perceptions of Mm -hmm. yourself and who you are. And I think in college, because it is like a very, not coddling necessarily, Mm -hmm. well, in some ways it is like a safe environment in which you get to kind of practice being an adult, but you're Mm -hmm. like not really an adult. No. Um, Yeah, it is practice. Yeah, (laughs) right? You're like, I live on my own, but I live in a dorm. But I live in a dorm and my food is like, I get it. Like I have a card that I pay for my food with. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then, yeah, you, as you get to be like a senior, you start to just feel very confident, I think in yourself Mm -hmm. in some ways. And then you go out into the real world and it's just like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> people did not react to me the way that I thought that maybe they would. Like, the world did not right. collectively yeah. open its arms and say, like, oh, good, we're so glad you're here now. <laughs> well, also, I think the larger your world gets, the less control you do have over yeah. how people will perceive you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I really love tracking that in your in your book. Thanks. Yeah. I was... I was just thinking too about like going on auditions mm-hmm. as a young person in New mm. York um, and you have this version of yourself that you thought that you were mm-hmm. or at least that you outwardly maybe present as mm-hmm. um, and then you go in for some part and you see like 25 versions, <laughs> versions of that, of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and the way that that can kind of like shake you a little bit but then mm-hmm. also maybe as you were saying, help you realize, like, oh, I am more than this. Like, we are all actually very different if you, Mm -hmm. like, took into account all these things that live inside of us and our experiences. There was one other part I was just thinking. Well, Allie says something in your book. Sorry, I'm, like, really focusing on your book because I've been reading it all week. But I was remembering this part that Allie says, like, going through the breakup and she feels, like, really, really numb but then, like, um, like an email from her friend can sort of, like, make that, I don't know, mm. make her, like, inner world, like, come alive again. And I thought that was, like, really well said. Um, Thank you. Oh, my God. And one other part that, like, really broke my heart was the guy in the hardware store that's closing and, like, his talking about his dad working at Home Depot. Yeah. Oh, God, it really broke my heart. But it was 
it's something that like I've seen and felt and growing up in New England mm-hmm. um, and like going to Maine in the summer it was yeah heartbreaking I yeah. feel like you read about that kind of stuff all the time especially like here in New York now mm-hmm. with gentrification these people who are like ah I opened a bakery mm-hmm. 30 years ago and like this was my place this is my life and mm-hmm. now I'm like getting forced out yeah. so that somebody can build like a Chipotle here or something well maybe not Chipotle anymore (laughs) you know so I was wondering that novel that story that you wrote did you spend summers in Maine did you have a friend's grandmother or your grandmother sort of like (laughs) so it was kind of based actually on a town in Connecticut that I would go to. My parents, Wait, what Guilford. Town? Guilford, yes! <laughs> like a smaller version of Guilford, yeah. you know? Um, oh, and they have a lot of that, like small local businesses. Yeah. Like yeah. beautiful old houses. Oh, and, oh my I God. I love Guilford so much. But yeah, they've got like the town green. Yeah. And it's just lined with shops around it. And, and I remember like, I would so always like... so sweet, it hurts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the village chocolatier <laughs> where they have just like chocolate wrapped in all sorts of fun different wrappers oh, and like in cool yes. different shapes oh, <laughs> like the it. the soccer ball chocolate or oh my yeah. god yeah mm-hmm. um and like I remember I would always so my parents both grew up there and met there mm-hmm. um and my grandparents all lived there so we would go spend like a few weeks there okay. every summer mm-hmm. um I feel like we I feel like because our paths are crossed so many times there were probably summers that like we were in Guilford at the same time. Oh my god. Do we were think... having like parallel summers. Yeah. Because I spent, I there were times when my family would like rent a house in Clinton or. Oh um, yeah. By Clinton or, Crossing. Like, like oh yeah. Outlet. Clinton <laughs> Crossing the outlet. When it was raining, that's what we would do. Really? Yeah, I got my ears pierced at Claire's there. Yes. <laughs> I really like to think that we saw each other. I do Growing too. up, we like passed on the on the green or yeah, something. Yeah, pass on the green or at, the beach. At or Claire's. At Claire's, yeah. <laughs> I saw you getting your ears pierced. <laughs> but have you been to Guilford lately? <laughs> or? Um, the last time I went, I think, was like last summer, maybe? Oh, no. It was Labor Day weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went yeah. there then, and it was it was nice. But mm. it's, it's weird because um, my other grandma the one who's not still alive she mm-hmm. died not this past october but the one before mm-hmm. um so it's like we still haven't figured out what's going to happen with our house okay so it's in like guilford there yeah in guilford it's there but it's like mostly empty and the mm. the water has been turned off and all like mm-hmm. the fridge doesn't work and everything like that but we we like stayed there on labor day labor weekend, weekend and it's just this really like strange yeah. feeling, and I remember when I was little thinking about when my grandparents died and how much I would miss them, but also how much I would miss their houses because their mm. houses were like this place that I felt so safe growing mm. up, and it was really strange to realize that like without my grandma there, the house doesn't really like matter that much anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That change is so hard. Yeah. So hard. I love that you wrote a book sort of about that. It's also about friendship. Yeah. I guess the struggles of living in New York 
after graduation. <laughs> and being creatively frustrated. Oh, and yeah. Like, when there's a like a scene like really early on in the book where Allie her her guitar gets stuck in the subway doors and that mm-hmm. just I was like oh that sucks yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I just think about so I play guitar a little bit and what mm-hmm. I do as a day job sometimes is I sing to babies oh yeah like <laughs> school children and mm-hmm. such um, you're not my only friend who does that really well it's a it's a lucrative thing surprising mm-hmm. well I guess not surprising yeah. but the reason I brought it up is mm-hmm. because uh, I've like been bringing my guitar around a lot lately and it's like gotten knocked over a few times and it got like a little chipped on the top the other day from mm-hmm. like a kid knocking it over mm-hmm. um and I was just thinking like oh man if my guitar got just like broken right mm-hmm. now just like the cost of replacing a guitar and yeah. Uh, it also just feels like this very physical representation of like <laughs> your art or yeah. your like there's something yeah. like that really hurts me about an instrument getting broken mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful instruments are so beautiful so is there anything like on the horizon that you're super excited about like I know you have the web series coming out emergency contact <laughs> google it You'll find it. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, YouTube. Maybe Vimeo? Oh, I wanted to ask you about the pit. Is it, oh, yeah. Do, do you do improv? You do improv there. Yeah, I well, I took, uh, I took like, the classes there. I just okay. started like, a year and a half ago, but I'm okay. through the program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I'm on, like, an indie team that mm-hmm. sometimes performs there and everything. Cool. But, yeah, the pit's cool. I, I kind of want to try UCB, too. Like, I would be intrigued yeah or I am intrigued by mm-hmm. them um but yeah the cool thing about the pit is it's like very welcoming and mm-hmm. low-key and it's not like hard to get into the classes yeah <laughs> anything yeah. else well I've been working on um a new book so I have okay. like a draft of it mm-hmm. um but I'm sort of in the revision Mm-hmm. stage right now where I'm like oh, I need to throw out this whole thing and mm-hmm. like oh is it any good I have no idea <laughs> blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and then like who knows what will happen with it <laughs> sorry I feel like I'm very depressing at this moment no like, not at all well, I had I had this moment last night where I was like oh, I'm gonna go do this podcast tomorrow with Leslie and I'm excited for it um but we're probably going to be talking about like what's next mm-hmm. in this new book and like how <laughs> how honest should I be about it? Because like the total honest truth is that um, my the publishing company that published Summertime Girls went through a merger mm-hmm. and like the president who was there when my book was published is no longer there and there's like mm-hmm. weird politics stuff going on. So I sent an early draft of mm-hmm. this to them thinking like oh yeah push, they published my mm-hmm. other book like no problem I'm sure they'll want this one and they'll probably give me like a bigger advance <laughs> and all of this but like mm-hmm. because of politics and stuff like that um my editor wrote me back and was kind of like I think this book is better than summertime girls but um we aren't really like taking on stuff that's not like bestseller oh, stuff no. right now and it, you know it's about like 
a young woman coming to terms with her mother's death, which isn't yeah. the, like sexy bestseller. So now it's like, yeah, what I, I thought was going to be easy is not easy anymore. Uh, yeah, that kind of thing is intimidating to me. When I, yeah, you know, if I be very honest about it, that kind of thing really intimidates me. And I often take the political and take the things that I have no control over and turn it into my fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm like, well, if you were, if you're a good enough writer or like if you're a good enough actor, good enough, you know, good enough, good enough. Right. Being the main part of that. That is the issue. Um, I often do that. And I think, I mean, that's probably very like be a good little girl behavior mm-hmm. where I take the way something is and the way that like, you know, I'm, I can, I can easily be like, it's just my fault. It wasn't good enough. I, I had one one day last month. It was like you know one of my I'm crying in public days. Yeah, this happened. <laughs> this yeah. happened. And I you know I had this grant that I I had worked so hard on. You know it was like one of those um, I can apply for this grant and I can put my everything into these incredibly personal essays and um, you know things that I feel really passionate about. And then like I just got this total cold rejection email uh, and then I just <laughs> burst into tears yeah of course and then I don't know what it is with their system but then they sent the same email no, again no no <laughs> within like five minutes <laughs> does it ever feel kind of like shameful for you too where totally. you're like if I get I rejected just, yeah. there is an element of shame to rejection for sure yeah yeah even if it's just political, even if it's just like we're a huge publishing company and we're really into bestsellers right now, mm-hmm. um, it's like okay, well, that shouldn't reflect on me, and I shouldn't feel like ashamed at all. Like yeah, but I do. Right. I don't know. Yeah, and it still feels like well, but if my non-bestseller had been good enough, like. Mm. They would have. But the thing wanted is, it anyway. Or, yeah. yeah, we're also. I try to um, factor in age as well. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we're young. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that you're even published is a huge feat. Thanks. It is. So you know, if there's nothing to to sneeze out there. Thank you. Maybe this is a bestseller and they don't know it. Yeah, Maybe. You know. Well, and in some ways I think it's good in that it's forcing me to go back and make everything stronger, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. fingers crossed, mm-hmm. three years from now it gets published. Mm-hmm. Like, the version of it that it was always supposed to be. But, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't see at first because I just wrote it too quickly because I was like oh I have this publishing company that has published my first book therefore mm-hmm. I sh-. and they've been like oh what you doing about a second so therefore I should like mm-hmm. churn out a second book right. but I still like a lot but yeah you know, make a stronger version of it yeah it's hard also though when you you invest so much of yourself yeah personally you know you put so much of your personality into it and your experience into it all these feelings and emotions like it the that just makes the rejection even harder yeah and the fact too that like this is about a girl who's dealing with the death of her mother like my Mm. mom died when I was 16 this is this book was like kind of a way of 
dealing with that or like honoring that in mm-hmm. some way and then it's like wow this is really the most like I think of that as the defining incident of my life in a lot of ways yeah um yeah and like well, what you were talking about writing applying for this grant and mm-hmm. uh, this thing that was huge for yeah. you and like made you so, like you had to suffer like, a lot for yeah. that and yeah you I think you think like okay well hopefully at some point I can turn my suffering into something good mm-hmm. and then when you like try to do that and you somebody's to, like nope sorry and you're like what no this is gonna end my suffering <laughs> yeah well I feel like we've talked we've got plenty of material oh yeah wow it got late thousands of measures of um, of things and I really appreciate I really appreciate you coming and and doing this it's a lot of fun Um, that was Laura Hankin thank you so much thank you Patriarchy, Santa baby.